Amen. Good morning. You ready to receive? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Glory to God. I uh, this this week there's been something that's just been sitting uh, on me all this week, and it's continuing in the increase that God has for us this year. Um, there's already been multiple people that have increased, and when you look at Luke chapter two and verse fifty-two. Luke 2, verse 52, it says that Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Uh, Stature is maturity. In other words, he kept increasing. Uh, Jesus' character was to keep increasing, right? And and this was who he was. Stature means maturity. And uh, in other words, he didn't sit still. He continued going forward. Uh, We see in the parable of the sower that the person who took the things of God and multiplied them was blessed. But the person who took the things of God and buried it uh, was, in the Lord's own terms, wicked and evil servant, right? In other words, God wanted to multiply and he wanted to bless people and he wants us to increase. Over in Acts, we see uh, that even Paul, he says, and and we kept increasing. You see, the church in Acts, it continued increasing, right? God wants his people to increase, and uh, he wants us to do it now, and he wants us to do it quickly because we have work to do. Amen? I want the camera, there was an old, um, I want the camera to zoom in, you know, as close as you can get without being uncomfortable. And uh, I want you to zoom in here, and I want you to see that... uh, you remember the old uh, picture of Uncle Sam uh, during World War II? And uh, he would say, God wants you to increase. You know, they would say Uncle Sam wants you, but God wants you to increase. We've got work to do. That's, and that's it this morning. God wants you to increase. He wants you to increase. We've got work to do. Is there anybody here that's willing to receive, I've got work to do? Amen. Lord, I've got work to do in your kingdom, and I'm going to receive that increase for it. Now, what we'll probably do is, uh, you know, probably create a line for those that are believing for debt to be supernaturally erased, for increase to come in. You know, we have the testimony already. The Lord spoke that to me that this was going to be a year of increase and knocking out debt. Now, I want you to understand, when he increases you in your finances, he's not just increasing you in your finances. He's increasing you in every area of life. How can he increase you financially if our character is not up to par? How can he increase you in finances if we got increase and all all we do with it is lose it, right? He says in uh, 3 John chapter 1 and verse 2, Beloved, above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers, or even as your mind, will, and emotions prosper. In other words, he's saying, I want you to prosper in every area, not just this one, not just that one. I want to increase you. Also notice that isn't it uh, true in the kingdom of God, isn't it true that seed time and harvest is like the kingdom? Have you ever read that? Where he says the kingdom is like a seed, is like this mustard seed. 
In other words, if we'll take things and plant it, we will receive a harvest. He says the whole kingdom is like a seed. The whole kingdom is like a seed. The whole kingdom is like a seed. The whole kingdom works like this. Now watch this. What did Jesus plant? What did he plant? Besides himself, he planted everything he had. The Bible says he was made poor for our sakes that we might be rich. Now that could be, you could look at that and say, well, that's spiritual. Well, if that's spiritual, then you go into 3 John 1, 2. As you grow spiritually and in your soul, you're going to grow financially in, your, in the flesh. Right? So no matter how you cut it, God wants you blessed in every area. And watch this. Because the kingdom is like a seed. Here's what I want you to see. Jesus planted it all. Doesn't he have a right to a harvest? And what does the harvest say? Where's his harvest coming up? In us. Through us. He says he became poor so that you might be rich, right? In other words, his planting was for you and I. It says in Romans chapter 5, verse 6, verse 8, and verse 10, it says that when we had all of our stuff all messed up, we were helpless, we were sinners, and we were enemies of God, it's at that time Christ died for the ungodly. At that time Christ died. Not when we had it all together, but here's, here's the question. Who did he die for? Us. Us. Who did he leave heaven for? Us. Did he have to leave heaven? No. He was doing fine. Minus his creation made in his image and likeness. His creation made in his image and likeness was suffering because of the fall through sin. He said, I can't stay there. He said, I can't leave them at that place. I've got to do something about it. So Jesus, in all humility, said, let me go plant myself for others. In Galatians, it says this, consider others higher than yourselves. Right? This is, this is what he sowed, and now he's, hopefully, he's reaping in us a family of God's love that will consider others higher than ourselves. And, but we're allowing him to reap a harvest. So if he planted, let's just use, one of the things that you'll see is that finances is like uh, Christianity 101. And there's so many principles in money, in sowing and, re and reaping, giving and receiving, right? There's so many principles in there that go to different places. If God said, if using finances, if God said, I'm going to become poor, I'm going to give everything I have, Jesus, on the cross, I'm going to go from everything that I had to going to nothing, and I'm going to do it for you, and then we sat back and we said, well, that's all nice and good, Jesus, but, you know, I don't have to have that. What are we saying? We're saying, basically, that, you know, your plan... It, it, it just is, I'm smarter than that. I don't have to have it. Can you see that? In other words, we're telling him, all right, you came poor for my sake, but I don't need that. It's a false humility. It's actually a pride. But I don't, I don't need that. I'm, I'm doing fine. 
I'm doing fine. What we're actually telling him is, I know better than you. Now, it's indirectly, and that's not what we were necessarily trying to do, but that is the end result. And so if we took his gift of abundance and increase and we set it over to the side and we never used it, then what we'd literally be doing is operating in what we thought maybe was a humility, but it's a false, it's a, it's a deceptive humility, and it's a pride saying, I know better, I don't need what you laid out for me. So what we're doing, in effect, is taking the harvest that Jesus specifically planted and saying, I don't want that harvest. Well, I'm, you know, I've gotten to the place where I'm like, Lord, whatever you paid for, I want it, yeah. right? Whatever you paid for, whatever you laid out as a harvest, I want that harvest. I want that harvest. Yeah. Not because I want it for myself. I mean, it can be nice. You know, harvest can be great. How many people would like to have had more harvest in your life, right? But I want that harvest. It can be nice, but it's bigger than that. It's bigger than what you have or don't have. It's what did Jesus plant? What did he sow? And does he have a right to reap that inside of us? Well, then you get into why does he want you to operate in that way? We've talked about it quite a bit. In 2 Corinthians 9, it tells us that we, he wants us to have an abundance for every good deed or an abundance for every good work. This is 2 Corinthians 9, 8, I believe. So 2 Corinthians 9, 8 says he wants us to have an abundance for every good work. He wants us to overflow. God wants you to increase. Why? Because we've got work to do. Because we have work to do. He wants that increase. Now, how many in here know that God wants you to increase? You know it? Yeah. How, many, how many in here believe that you could know it better? <laughs> yeah. Every one of us can get a bigger revelation. Now, how can you know that I could know this better? What's a scripture that sticks out that, that tells us that we might not know everything about increase that we think we know? Maybe, maybe Ephesians 3.20. That says he wants to give us an abundance above all that we can ask or think. That means every single one of us, you realize that scripture alone basically shows that there is unlimited increase in God. Because every time you get to a place where you can ask or think about something, he'll say, he still has that verse in place that says it's even more. It's even more. It's even more. Y'all are like super quiet this morning. Did y'all get religion this past week or something? <laughs> it's even more. Yeah. It's even more. Yeah. Yeah. It's even more. Yeah. Above, beyond all that we can ask or think. Yeah. Above all that we can ask or think. God wants us to increase. Yeah. Why? Because we've got work to do. And every time we get to the place where we're like, glory to God, I just reached the level. God says, I know I got more for you. I got even more. That's who he is. 
Have you ever been like that as parents? Like, you know, kids wake up on Christmas morning and they're like super excited and, you, and, and it's like, it was, you just, you're so happy to bless them, you know, and, and they're so happy and you're happy that they're happy, right? Yeah. You, you forget about, you know, staying up so late and, and putting stuff together. You forget about all that, but you just see the joy on their face. Where do you think you got that from? who loves you and wants to pour out in your life. And every time he pours out, he wants to pour out more. See, our job is to make it about God, but God wants to make it about us. That's who he is. And that is truthfully the sowing and reaping of love back and forth between us and the Father that God just wants to expand. Remember, is the kingdom like a seed? And what does a seed do? Stay a seed? No, a seed expands, right? So God says, look, I'm going to sow love into you through Jesus. And, and that's going to open up all this different seed in your life. That's going to open up all this harvest. I'm going to sow the love of my son into the world. And all of a sudden, now watch this, but that love is designed to grow. So we receive that love. It grows in us. We give love back that we can at that moment. And it might not be that great, but it, we're trying. We're starting, you know. But then we grow in that love. And all of a sudden, you know, our love, we, we sow love back to God. He receives it. And he pours out a harvest of our love back to us. And he sows more love in us. And it's like this love that, that began, it just keeps growing and growing. And seed time and harvest and, and this giving and receiving of love back and forth, it just grows and grows. It's never meant to decline. It's just meant to increase. All of a sudden, you're walking in more love and, and more power and, and all of these things. And, and I don't know anybody in here, including me, who's arrived at it. And we're like, oh, well, we walk in all this. You know, nobody. Nobody. We're all growing in it. Putting to death the deeds of the flesh and growing in that. And growing in it. And, but we're getting better. We're getting better. But we're not being lazy to not go forward. We're getting better and better and better and better and better. You know, more increase in the kingdom. What? So that we can walk around puffed up because we've arrived and, and well, we're the best church in town and blah, 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 blah. No, we're not the best church. We're a part of the best church. We're, the church is Jesus' church and we get to be a part of it. We just want to be the best part that we can be and grow in our responsibility without being lazy. So we can't just, we can't just put our feelings you know, on the table and make it all about those. we got to make it about Jesus and make it about other people and pay attention to other people. Pay attention to what he's doing and grow and grow so that we can wear a badge saying how much we've grown. No, so that we can be an example and we can help people and serve people and lift them up and grow more and more and more. That's who we're called to be. God wants you to increase. He wants to overflow your life. What I was going to say at the beginning is I'm going to make a line. You know, several years ago when the Lord had us do this and we were much smaller than we are now. And, and uh, the Lord said, 
And in this year, I want boomerang. I want to supernaturally erase debt. And I want to increase. We did two series. I, did, I, I got done with the first one. The Lord said, I want you to preach this one now. We did the first series, Bye Bye Debt, Hello Abundance. And we, and we would, you know, almost every week we'd be like, all right, tell debt, bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. And people would get it. They'd get it in their heart. They'd grow. And they grew in the, in the revelation, the rhema, this debt's going away. I'm not going to have it anymore. And if they didn't have any debt, they would grow in the revelation, I'm going to increase this year. And we started watching as debt started falling off. Boom, boom, boom. Boom. And in that year, in that period of a year, over $960,000 worth of debt was supernaturally erased. Gone. Gone. Almost a million dollars. And we had like a third of who's sitting in here this morning. But through the part, that's a miracle. <laughs> like, like that's supernatural. And, and then I did a series called Increase. And we just talked about how God wanted us to increase and how he believed for increase. And what happened was that revelation started to get into the people. And that, they started to realize this is a promise. Faith comes by hearing, hearing, hearing by the word preached, right? I was preaching on debt being erased. And people were hearing it. And debt was, was, it was being erased supernaturally. Well, I've already told you, but at the beginning of the year, you know, in the first, in the first few weeks and in, in, while we were in the fast, the Lord said, I want to do that this year in Boomerang. And I said, hallelujah, because I remember last time. He said, I want to do it. Well, I hadn't even told you all that. And what's interesting is, so Ted Jr. has been telling that testimony of that year we had all over the U.S., unbeknownst to us. We didn't really know about it uh, fully. But he was telling that testimony. Well, one of the places he was telling that testimony was up at a church in New York, I believe it is. Well... One of the ladies that went to that church heard that testimony. She said, well, if they're, if they're receiving like that, I want to listen to what they're saying. She started watching in the last few months. She started watching like the Lunch Plus broadcast. She started watching the Sunday services and everything like that. And she purposed in her heart to sow. God got seed in her hand. She said, where do you want me to sow it? And God said, I want you to sow part of it. Part of it went one place. I don't know where that place is. And part of it I want you to sow to boomerang. That happened like in the same days that the Lord told me that. Yeah. I, so I hadn't even told anybody. I hadn't even told Nicole yet that the Lord had spoken that to me. But in that moment, God told this lady, I want you to sow that for debt cancellation at boomerang. Yeah. Well, that was on like Wednesday or Thursday. By Monday, she had reached out to the church and sent us a message and said, you, you guys got to hear this. I planted this seed last, last week specifically for Jubilee, the re releasing the Jubilee offering, if you see it in the drop down. It's specifically sowing into debt being erased, right? She said, I planted that last week. The Lord has already given us an idea that's going to pay off $13,000 worth of debt. It was like four days later. Four days later, God wants, not just her, us to increase and to be out of any debt and any bondage because the Bible very clearly shows debt as a bondage. All right, now, he said, she said she went on 
And she sent another message a few days later. She said, it's not 13,000 anymore. It's 18,000. And then she was the one who came for one night and uh, was able, took, got a plane, got a friend, got on the plane, came down. And while she was here, she said, it's not 18 anymore. It's $30,000 of debt. She's erasing. He's erasing. So what I'm showing you is that's already happening. I've actually already watched that at other levels, and I want us to testify. See, when God does something in our life, we don't want to just sit there and say, you know, you know oh, praise God. And No, we want to give God the glory. We want to be the kind of people that know what to do with the things that God's done. Lord, I'm not going to let these rocks near me cry out. Lord, I praise you. I worship you. But what I want to do is I want to create a line of increase and supernatural debt erasing. Erasing, erasing debt supernaturally and supernatural increase. And I want us to put our testimonies every time. Just like kind of the soul winning line where we keep up with how many souls we've won that year. I want us to make a line where we praise God for it. Where we praise God for what's about to happen. And every time somebody comes in and they say, God just erased $1,000 of my debt. God just erased this. God just erased that. God just gave me increase in my job. You'll know you're in the same line. You're in the same body that that, that increase and debt is being erased in and, and it'll build your faith. Those testimonies of other people coming in, it'll build your faith. Before you know it, you'll start seeing those things for you. And together we will stand as a body in faith for the increase to do the work God's called us to do. He's called us to do work. I want you to see that 2 Corinthians 9-8, when it says that you have an abundance for every good deed or an abundance for every good work. Right there, the Lord lays out a plan and a path and you understand that now that God has set his mouth on it and set his words on it, it can't happen any other way. It can't happen any other way. And he said, you're going to do every good work through an abundance. So in other words, God won't, this is why he says things like, I want your cup to overflow. This is why he does things like fills the net so much that your partners get involved in the blessing. He, this is why he wants, he, in his way of doing things, he doesn't just come and fill you up and you alone are touched. No, he comes and fills you up and it overflows and spills out into other people. People start to see the hope and the joy and the things that are going on in your life. Like when I did that with the pitcher of water. He wants to pour out and he's got such an abundant supply, he doesn't stop. He wants to get us to the place where we're just sitting under the water spout of his blessing and it's just making a mess on everybody around. Just blessings, 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 blessings. But it's hard for him to give that out to a people that, one, don't know he wants to do it. Two, that wants to keep every drop for themselves. He wants that to overflow. His way is not hoarders. His way is not covetousness. His way is flowing through. There's a great example in the geography 
in Israel. You have two different seas. You have, you have the Sea of Galilee teeming with life. I mean, just teeming with life. There's so much life in the Sea of Galilee. That area is just beautiful. And then you've got the Dead Sea that has, that's got no life. And the reason is, in a manner of speaking, the Dead Sea has no outlet. So all the stuff collects, and so much stuff has collected, it kills life. All the minerals have gotten so saturated in that water, it's hard for anything to live. But the one that has an outlet, the Jordan River comes into the top of the Sea of Galilee, flows through the Sea of Galilee, goes out uh, the south of the Sea of Galilee, the same place where Jesus was baptized flows out there and gives life to the area. It has an outlet. In other words, it has, a, it has a reception, but it has an output as well. This is the way every believer is designed to flow. Don't be worried when the Lord asks you to give a little bit more out. And when we know who he is and we understand his increase, then all of a sudden you go, oh, but he'll fill me up just like that. That's who he is. He longs to bless me just like we long to bless our kids. God wants you to increase. He wants you to increase. Now, am I just talking about money? No. No. He wants to increase you in your peace. He wants to increase you. He wants to increase you in mercy. He wants to increase you in your love. He wants to increase you in your joy. He wants your joy to overflow. He wants your joy to get on somebody else. He wants it to overflow into the lives of everybody around you. He wants hope to abound in you. He wants to overflow you. It's who he is. God wants to overflow your life in every area of life. He wants to increase you. Anything, not just money, not just finances, but anything, anything, anything that would cause you to be in lack, he wants to destroy. 1 John 3, 8. For this purpose, Jesus was manifested. Or for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the enemy. Destroy the works of the devil. Jesus doesn't want the works of the devil sitting in our lives, setting up camp. No, he wants to destroy it. You know, there's some things that would be good to get inside of us. To say, you know what? That thing's been there too long. That that lack has been there too long. That stuff has been there too long. That sickness has been there too long. I've sat back. I've, I've, Jesus paid for it. He finished it. And I haven't fully received that. That thing's been there too long. And I'm, you know, God, I recognize it. I see that I've allowed that thing to be there too long, but I'm not doing it anymore. I receive what you've done for me. Get something going on the inside of you. And all of a sudden, that's a righteous indignation. That's the same kind of stuff that calls the compassion to come on Jesus to give, give people their dead back to life. And when we get that inside of us and we start operating in that same passion of the love of God, something will come alive on the inside of us and that compassion of Jesus and all of a sudden it'll go to work. 
It'll go to work. Whereas before, it might have been us trying to work it out and do all that stuff. But we just say, Lord, I see you for who you are. And the devil, you know, I don't know why. I didn't even, maybe I didn't even recognize it. But he's, he's been set up in camp for too long in my life. It could be finances. It could be health. It could be, but God wants me to increase. And I won't sit still. I'm not going to sit here and let the devil like set up shop in my life. Amen. <laughs> it could be, it could be finances. It could be health. It could be worldly stuff. You know, a verse that was coming to my mind this morning was where it talks about don't be entangled with the world's stuff. Don't be entangled because the world's things, they, they will entangle you. And it's easy to get entangled if you're not mindful of it. And maybe you just allowed yourself to be entangled for a little bit longer than you should have. And the devil now, he's trying to set up camps, set up shop. And, and let's just get it inside of all of us. Let's just get it inside of all of us. Lord, no. You said it is finished. You've granted to us, Peter says, everything pertaining to life. And we know life to the full till it overflows. You've said that you've given us everything. You've already granted it to us pertaining to life and godliness. And maybe I didn't see it for whatever reason, but Lord, show me clearly any place where we've allowed the devil to set up shop, where we've allowed him to take a camp in our lives. And, and the issue is, it, you know, people go through cycles. I've had times in my life where I could honestly say, I've had times where I could honestly say, I don't know what the Lord wants me to work on. Like everything I feel like he's asked me to work on, I've, I've put that down, you know. I've had moments like that. Well, I... I've, I've come to learn that generally it's just a short period of time before he reveals something new, you know. But enjoy that moment. But at the same time, don't you know you probably got something that you're unaware of? I probably got something I'm completely unaware of right now that I need to work on. Why? Because I don't look like Jesus yet. We, don't, we haven't looked like him fully yet. So I probably got something, probably, <laughs> we don't want to talk about it, but I probably got something I need to work on. We probably all do. Yeah. And so we can say, go to the Lord and say, Lord, show me any area where I've allowed the devil to set up camp or my flesh. Show me that thinking. Show me that little bit of, of if I would think this way, everything would change. Show me, where I'm, show me where my thinking might be blocking increase. Show me where my life might be blocking holiness. Show me what I'm doing where I'm not receiving everything that you have. Lord, because I don't want to live, I don't want to leave one benefit that you sowed seed for, Jesus, not one of them on the table. I want to receive everything that you paid for because the more I walk in, the more I overflow. And the more I overflow, the more the kingdom is advanced. I'm called to live in an abundance for every good work. I'll say it again. God wants you 
to increase. God wants you to increase. We've got work to do. We've got work to do. It's time for an awakening. It's time for an awakening. But an awakening means work. An awakening means work. Huh? <laughs> yeah, when we wake up, we got to go to work. Dang it. <laughs> I want to show you just a couple of things. Go to 2 Corinthians 9.8. God wants you to increase. God wants you to increase. In every area of life. And you may have thought I could never increase. Like what pastor's talking about. But that's not true. Because you on your own, that may have been so. But you and God, everything can change. Everything can go up. No matter what you've thought about yourself. No matter what the world has preached to you. You and God can increase. You can go to heights you've not even imagined yet. You haven't even asked or thought about it. It hadn't even crossed your mind yet. Yet you can increase to that place. And God wants you to increase. God wants you to increase. We have to change our thinking towards increase. You know, just looking at finances. Just looking at finances. To some people... Ten dollars is a lot. To some people, a hundred dollars is a lot. To some people, a hundred dollars is nothing. To some people, a thousand dollars is a lot. To some people, a thousand dollars is nothing. To some people, ten thousand, a hundred thousand is a lot. To some people, a hundred thousand is nothing. Now, and to some people, a million is a lot. To some people, a million's nothing. And, and you're like, well, I, you know, must be nice. But that's the kind of thinking that keeps you low. That's the kind of thinking that'll keep you there. I, I can tell you, I've never, I, I, don't, I don't ever recall in our lives that we've been millionaires, like millionaire status. But I can tell you this, my thinking towards million is a lot, a lot less than what it used to be. Like I'm starting to see that as not as much as what I used to think. Yeah. Why? Because you're expanding your vision. And see, if you don't let the Lord expand your vision, you never can grab a hold of it. If you remember in Genesis, he, he set Abraham up on the hill when Abraham and Lot... Abraham and Lot were sitting there. And all of a sudden he says, Abraham, everywhere, turn around, look everywhere you can see. He said, everywhere that you can see is yours. Right? Now once he turned around and he looked and saw as far as he could see, then every, he said, Every everywhere you can see, it's yours. I've given it to you. What a great statement. But let me ask you something. Did Abraham actually know what he had? No, he saw the overview. But then God, once Abraham was obedient to look around, God gave him a second command. And the second command was, go walk through it. Yeah. What's he saying to him? You don't actually know what you have yet. 
Many people in our, in our lives in Christianity, we know that, I mean, we can even hear the, the words to the prodigal son. Son, everything I have is yours. But we don't really know fully what we have a hold of yet. And we've got to allow the Lord to, to give us a command to walk the land. Walk the promises. See what I have for you. So see, a lot of people would say, I, I could tell them, God wants you to be a millionaire. This is why money is such a great teacher of the kingdom because it's not just about money. That's just like 101. That's the beginning stages. But I can say this, God wants you to be a millionaire. And many people raised up in Stanley County uh, would be able to say, uh, say, I could never do that. And the reason is they've never stretched their eyes to see what God's actually afforded. Jesus has sown seed for you. Jesus has sown seed for you. And it's to the point where you start recognizing what he's done that you start saying, wait a minute, maybe I can have that. And now that maybe I can is when you stretch your eyes and you see this thing's bigger than what I thought it was. And then when you can see maybe it is bigger than I ever thought. Maybe I can walk in more because of God's goodness, because of his graciousness. Maybe I can see more. Maybe I can grab a whole. I can be a millionaire. I can be that. Now, see, it's not just about being a millionaire. It's about getting our thoughts and our faith wrapped around how big God is, how big he is, and how much he wants to bless your life. He wants you to have an abundance for every good work, an abundance. But he can't get an abundance to you if you can't see it. He can't show you what you actually have. Not too long ago, uh, Nicole and I were talking about a situation. And, and in this situation, you know, in this situation, it looked like people wasted maybe a couple of thousand dollars. Maybe a couple of thousand dollars. Like it, it looked like they completely wasted it. And, and we were talking about how people would look at that couple of thousand dollars and be like, they just wasted a couple of thousand dollars. Well, first thing to look at is, does that look big to you? Because see, to some people that looks big. To other people it doesn't look like anything. But see, we know, we know that they took that couple of thousand dollars that looked like it was wasted and probably made 10 or 20. Is that a good investment? Yeah, but see, somebody that doesn't have the vision and the insight to see, okay, that looks wasted, but they were able to make more. They'll never make that because they would never waste it because their vision is not big enough. They weren't wasting it. They were investing it. They weren't wasting it. They were planting it. But see, without the proper vision towards it, you'll never see that. You've got to see that God wants you to increase because he wants you to move in abundance. You've got to see that. How can, how, don't we receive a harvest? Don't we receive that harvest by faith? Don't we apply faith to that harvest? Lord, I'm believing you to bring up a big harvest. Well, faith begins where the will of God is known. If you don't know, let's say that we got two, two harvesters in the field or two, two farmers on a plot of land. Same land, same dirt, same everything. But we know it's by the favor of God and by faith. And you've got one, one farmer that doesn't believe for increase and another farmer that does. 
which one's going to get the bigger increase? The one that can see that God wants it and put faith that he'll give it. That's the one who will receive the bigger. So you can have the same seed, same field, totally different harvest because one can see God wants me to increase. One can see God wants to favor me. Favor, favor pastor? No, favor you. You. Well, do you know who I am? I do. And I know it doesn't matter because of who he is. He's so good. He's so big. He loves you so much. He wants to increase your faith. He wants to increase your glory. He wants to increase your joy, your peace, your mercy. He wants to overflow you in finance. He wants to overflow.